Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Assistant Director of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm here again for part three in our series with Vicki Thrasher-Cronin, who is a colleague and also a mentor in so many ways and kind of an early childhood um, spectacular guru, I'll say. She's going to chuckle, but she's been in the field for 40 plus years. And for those of you who've listened to part one and part two, you've heard her introduction of wearing these multiple hats. She's a former family child care provider, child care provider in just all different roles, early childhood professional, I should say, a parent educator, and then also a CICC coach, which um, has led us to this conversation. It, and really, it is just one example of what our coaching can do out there, um, how a coach from the CICC can support you in your work to look at things differently. And in the situation that we're recalling and um, talking through in these three podcasts, we've really looked at one center and dealing with, it, it all started with challenging behavior and bodies that needed to be physical that maybe weren't taking that physical need to the most positive end. And so Vicki had the opportunity to walk through with this team of teachers and um, really change that physical environment to meet the needs of the group. And um, so we're kind of at the, the, the last of our three in the series of three, and we've talked through kind of what they needed to get started. Last one was really how it came into being and how it played out slightly and just in a little bit of detail. We couldn't go into tons, but this last one, just I would love to um, touch on just how did families respond to this? People that, parents especially of the kids who you had shared had some unique needs, and some of them did result in referrals for evaluation and assessment in their school districts. And and so there were positive out, outcomes in that, but also some challenging information that was shared with families to get to that point. And so in the midst of all this physical environment change, you're also dealing with families and their perspective on who their child is and what their child needs, and then the staff and those relationships. So tell us a little bit about that, Vicki, and how you helped hold them through this process. Well, I think this is just a perfect place for part three, because yeah. as we go through part one and part two, we really get to know the the, the teacher-child relationships better, mm -hmm. and we also get to observe the teacher-parent-child-parent interactions um, as teachers, as, as caregivers. We often feel judged. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We may feel judged in such a way that we actually doubt our capacity to deal with this situation, um, or we might just get so uh, ruffled at the collar that someone would actually doubt that, uh, well, gosh, at this point in my career, I've been through 324-year-olds. Yeah. How many of you had? Yeah. You know? So, um, we, you know, we have all of that going on in the washer that that is also where our classroom is. And we now we've got all these different things going on, and we're, and it's going well, and we have parents still looking at us and asking questions or, mm -hmm. or um, asking questions about the physicality of one child versus another sure. child. Oh, yes. So, you know, it just, there, there's got to be more and more in, in, in that place, too. So, um, again, we did some um, activities with parents. 
I did a few workshops for them. Uh, we talked about multiple intelligences, for example, mm -hmm. because one of the things that got really different in the classroom was the way that the learning stations were set up. You know, some of our kids really did not want to do that fine motor sure. activity, cutting the, the lines on the paper <laughs> like we need them to do for assessment um, in, a, in a typical kind of way. But if we made those lines part of a game or part of a sports arena or a field, depending, we found out a lot about how different ones of our kids in that classroom responded to the challenges that we were putting forward mm -hmm. because our goal was for them to be successful. So how do we elicit that for yeah. them? And, you know, the multiple intelligences uh, work that has been done by Howard Gardner um, has a fabulous early childhood piece to it. It can be found online. Um, you can Google um, Howard Gardner mm -hmm. and, um, and start to see for yourself what multiple intelligences looks like in the, ca in the classroom. Hmm. So in each of the domain areas that we're working he has suggestions and some mm -hmm. guidance for that. So we also took that information to parents then. We did a, a short workshop on different intelligences, what it looks like. This is how our classroom is meeting those needs. Um, what might you want to do at home? How do we explore that? And then it, it, that opened up conversation um, in a very different way between the teachers and the parents. They started asking more and more questions because, of course, we have so much more background in early childhood, in development, in temperament than parents have. Mm -hmm. I mean, parents only go through these stages with, their, with several children. Mm -hmm. And we, again, we've just done so many children. Yeah. So it's, it's just part of our fiber. Um, it's nice when we can be a parent educator. Uh, I think those of us who are working in early childhood have no idea about the critical role we play as a parent educator mm -hmm. in helping them learn from us. Um, we, we also did a, a workshop on temperament mm. so that we could start to look at what you see in individual children is indeed their individual self, mm -hmm. that they're genetically coded, uh, they come in the way they are, yeah. it's nobody's fault, they just are. Uh -huh. And then our challenge parents' challenge is to meet those needs. You yeah. know, how do I elicit from my child the very best child he or she can be in yeah. various situations? Right. And of course, this has to happen over a lifetime. Right. Temperament doesn't go away. It changes some with socialization. Mm -hmm. That comes from coaching. Um, the same in the classroom. You know, Helping children learn how to become successful in a classroom when there's a barrier for them. Mm -hmm. Not that we, we can't remove all the barriers for children. We can do a lot to set it up for them. But then there are times when we really need to help them be able to ask for what they need or how can they do it differently in order for us to get the outcome that we're looking for, uh, particularly in assessment. So I'm wondering through this, too, and as you're describing this process, and I'm thinking... Um, just even the information about temperament alone, if you look at that and the intel multiple intelligences, what you're doing by sharing that. And, and we know that not 
every setting is able to hold a parent information night or maybe do an in-service, but there there's so much information available out there. We do have a lot on our website, of course, at inclusivechildcare.org. But, um, and the one, the Howard Gardner that you were referring to, Vicki. But I think what it's doing too is then when we have those conversations that are those hard conversations to say, you know what? this is how I'm seeing your child learn in this setting. And I'm feeling like I need more information to make sure that I'm equipped to teach that to that. And so how do we get down that path? Where do we get that more information piece that's missing? And that's the, do we have you, have you had your child screened? Have you, um, what, what was the outcome? And so often parents will say, oh, I had no idea. I was waiting till they got closer to kindergarten so they could really ace the test. And we know that that's not how it's set up. But in the past, I think that was one of the, the feelings that families had and, and providers as well of, of early care and, and education thinking, oh, well, the older they are, the better they'll do, which it's, you know, the child is looked at based on their age. It has nothing to do with, you know, they're going to be smarter because they're older and all of those pieces. But that's one piece. But then saying the outcome from that screening saying, oh, hmm, there's something more going on here. What you're doing with these meetings with the parents and these information sharing opportunities, the staff is there as well. You're all getting the information together so you can have these conversations and ask questions because you're all learning together. I mean, I think that that it's so much easier on the heart and the ears for families when you're learning together instead of your me saying to you, you know, Vicki, your child really needs to get this information so that we can do what we need to do. So can you go get that? And you're you're not pushing it off on the parents to fix it, you're saying, mm -hmm. let's all figure this out together. That's so yeah. important. It really is. Our relationships with parents as, as team members um, is very reflective. Mm -hmm. um, it, it has a lot of coaching to it. Yeah. You know, and think about the coaches in your life. You know, where, how did someone elicit from you something better or something that you didn't want to do that you gave a try to. Mm -hmm. I always go back to Fayette when I think of those kind of things because that was not a strong suit for me. But by golly, I had some great Fayette teachers yeah. that, that got me doing stuff that I would have never guessed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are those coaches in our life. There are people that have been in your life that can help you figure this out with, with children and parents mm -hmm. as well. And when something works... Tell the parents because they may not know. They may struggle with this at home too. Yeah. Uh, so it, it just it helps to build those uh, relationships when we can be reflective and then take something forward. Yeah. And I'm sure that this setting offered an open door policy. The parents could come in and observe and be there. And, and I'm curious to know how many parents took them up on that. And we're, I mean, you mentioned parent volunteers earlier in one of our podcasts. So um, it sounds like it's hap it happened a lot. It, it did happen a lot. Um, there were a number of classrooms, so it, it felt like a lot more than it might have been in any one classroom. Mm -hmm. But there were parents who looked very forward to having an opportunity uh, to volunteering. There were other parents who were not able to volunteer, and they provided other kinds of supports mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. the site because of the way they opened up their volunteering they you know they made such um, they made so much family family contact about those opportunities that it gave people a chance to do something that maybe wasn't right in the classroom, mm -hmm. 
Some adults don't want to sit in a classroom right. of kids. Yes. Uh, some adults do not want to read a story out loud to a circle. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? That's your job, <laughs> yeah. not mine. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, you know, there are just so many different ways that, that parents can give themselves to your home, your site, mm-hmm. your classroom, um, to a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just whatever it is. Um, get outside, you know, I, I call it the skull. Yeah. You know, our skull really, it houses and protects our brain. Yeah. And in some ways, it keeps our information inside there mm-hmm. instead of being able to get outside the skull. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we operate from our heart, our brain gets outside its skull. Yeah. And it thinks differently. Wonderful. And that truly, I think, is kind of takes us full circle here with just really what our coaching can provide. It's all about relationships. And that's truly the foundation of all the work that we have heard you describe here. The way you connected with the teachers, the way that they connected with each other, then in turn, the way you thought about the kids and what they needed based on each individual child. And then you paired them together with children who maybe would have similar interests. I mean, all of those pieces take time and energy and oftentimes, you know, with and that heart that's so critical, but we don't have a lot of time. And that's the challenge. So I think as we end with the end this series right now, as a kind of um cry to all of you out there listening to say the time that you set aside to really think through things ahead of time and to talk them through maybe not to the degree in all situations like this happened but taking time to think about and reflect what's going on in those classroom moments is so helpful it's worth the time so even when um and you you kind of mentioned it briefly but the other teachers observing their peers in their classrooms a tiny bit of time to do that going on a field trip to another child care center um you know taking a visit finding meeting a family child care provider and you're a center-based um, provider of care swapping visits and saying i'd love to see what you do every day can I see what you, what you're doing? And um, then that's going to help with that whole idea of opening your skull a little bit too to say, wow, when we go outside and go on little trips to see what other people are doing, we learn a lot and we can all learn from each other. And I think that that has been just so evident in what you've shared here in these parts of this three-part series on just helping set up kids for success, setting up children for success with that physical environment, but it takes so much more and... Um, Really, the foundation is that connection and heart and relationship. So thank you, Vicki Thrasher-Cronin, for being with us in these three parts. And we look forward to having you as a guest again on some other topic because you are a wealth of knowledge. Thank you, Vicki. It was my joy. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.